Hello and welcome to another episode of the Journal of Isakos podcast. My name is Dr. Andreas Voss and together with Dr. Manus Briliakis, we're more than happy to have Dr. Carl Martin from the Department of Orthopedic Surgery at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis with us today. In this episode, we'll talk about his recently published article titled Predicting Subjective Failure of ACL Reconstruction a machine learning analysis of the Norwegian knee ligament register in patient reported outcomes in the Journal of Isakos. Hello, Kyron, thank you for your time to join our podcast. So maybe you can tell us a few words about your clinical and scientific background. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm actually originally from Canada, and that's where I completed most of my training, including medical school and orthopedic residency. And I finished that in 2017 after which I went to Oslo, Norway for a sports medicine fellowship with Lars Engerbretsen. And I followed that with a second sports medicine fellowship at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. I then joined the University of Minnesota in 2019 and my current clinical practice focuses on knee, hip and shoulder sports medicine. From a research standpoint, uh, my time in both fellowships really influenced my career as an academic surgeon. Uh, in Norway, I was introduced to the knee ligament registry, and I learned a lot about how these registries can be used to impact surgical practice and patient care. Then when I transitioned to Mayo Clinic, I began learning about artificial intelligence and machine learning, which by then had started to affect other medical fields, but was still quite novel in orthopedics. Carrying that forward, these days my research interests lie primarily in clinical applications of AI and machine learning, specifically as it relates to outcome prediction based on registry data. So what was uh, your motivation for this study? Well, it actually followed pretty naturally from the experience during fellowship. On one hand, we had the Norwegian Knee Ligament Register, an initiative that records a large amount of data on ACL reconstruction patients with really a primary goal of identifying factors and trends associated with surgical outcome. Then on the other hand, we have this novel approach to healthcare research and machine learning that can analyze large volumes of data and identify complex relationships within the data set. The main question we wanted to answer was, can we predict a patient's individual risk of a poor outcome? We thought this would be an important question to answer because as you know, each patient comes to us with their own unique makeup and one patient's risk is inherently different than the next patient you might see. If a patient comes into the office with a torn ACL and asks, what are my chances of failure with this operation? a very real and reasonable question to ask, by the way, the answer isn't always easy. As clinicians, our answer to that question is actually fairly subjective based on our own experience and interpretation of the literature as we think it applies for each case. But how do we quantify that? In Norway, you might say, well, the overall revision rate in the registry is about 5% and roughly 20% have inferior patient reported outcomes. You might go further and say that the risk is higher or lower than that based on certain factors such as age, sex, activity level, concomitant injury, graft choice, etc. But you see what I'm getting at. It's pretty subjective given the multitude of variables at play. In applying machine learning to the Norwegian registry, we wanted to know if a prediction tool could be developed that could be used by surgeons to quantify a patient's risk of a poor outcome after ACL reconstruction. We also did a similar study to predict revision risk also. Great. So your manuscript was written in accordance uh, with the transparent reporting of multivariable prediction model for individual prognosis or diagnosis statement, which sounds very complicated. Can you explain this process? 
Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the tripod statement is basically a set of recommendations for studies that develop or validate a prediction model. This is similar to the consort statement for randomized trials or the strobe statement for observational studies. There's also an accompanying tripod explanation and elaboration document, which goes into more details regarding full and clear reporting of prediction modeling studies. As the name implies, the goal is to improve the transparency of these studies, and the guidelines were developed due to the fact that the quality of reporting of prediction model studies was traditionally poor. The tripod st statement includes a 22-item checklist of essential aspects of a study to be included in the manuscript. Great. And interestingly, there is a difference between age of injury and age of surgery. How do you explain these differences? Are there any differences in treatment algorithm in Norway compared to other countries? That's a great question. Uh, so this registry includes all patients across the country rather than only an athlete population or smaller group of patients. And this may lead to some patients trialing non-operative management for a period of time before proceeding with ACL reconstruction. It also includes pediatric patients who typically follow the Norwegian pediatric ACL treatment algorithm, which has been published previously showing high quality rehabilitation can be an effective option for this group. The other thing is that injuries that are initially missed or with a delayed diagnosis would increase the time between injury and surgery. The usual treatment algorithm for an ACL deficient patient in Norway is tailored to the individual circumstances and goals of the patient. And in the absence of a concomitant injury necessitating early surgery, often includes a period of prehabilitation with physiotherapy prior to ACL reconstruction. Okay, great. So can you briefly summarize the results and the most important finding of your article? For sure. So the primary outcome for this study was poor patient reported outcome two years after primary ACL reconstruction. We defined a poor outcome as a CUS quality of life score below 44. In total, there were 11,630 patients in the registry with two-year CUS scores, and 22% of them met the criteria for a poor outcome. We split the patients into two groups. 75% of the patients were used for model development and 25% for model testing. For model development, complete data for 75% of the patients was evaluated using four machine learning methods. These four models were chosen because they're all commonly used for machine learning classification and represent a range of approaches to data analysis. Each model essentially learns from each patient in the data set which factors are associated with the outcome and uses this to develop an algorithm. The accuracy of the resulting algorithms was then tested using the remaining 25% of the patients. Model performance was evaluated using discrimination and calibration. So the resulting algorithms fared pretty well with three out of the four producing well calibrated models and fair discrimination with AUC ranging from 0.67 to 0.68. The generalized additive model was selected as the best for the creation of an online risk calculator. Although the model was given all of the variables in the registry, it was able to select out only those pieces of information that contribute to prediction accuracy. As a result, only six variables are required for risk prediction in the office. They include preoperative CUS scores, the presence of a cartilage injury, whether it was a pivoting or non-pivoting injury uh, activity, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to read that. Um, the resulting algorithms fared pretty well, with three out of the four producing well-calibrated models and fair discrimination, 
with AUC ranging from 0.67 to 0.68. The generalized additive model was selected as the best for the creation of an online risk calculator. Although the model was given all of the variables in the registry, it was able to select out only those pieces of information that contribute to prediction accuracy. As a result, only six variables are required for risk prediction in the office. Preoperative coup scores, presence of cartilage injury, pivoting or non-pivoting injury activity, history of surgery on the same knee, BMI, and aged injury. Great. So after uh, your publication, did uh, your results change your clinical practice? And if yes, how? At this stage, I see this as a preliminary study that represents a foundation to build from. I know that some surgeons in Norway are considering use of this, as well as our revision risk calculator to guide discussions in the clinic. But for my practice in Minnesota, I think we need some more information first. An important step for the clinical translation of newly developed prediction models is external validation. And that's something we're working on as part of our next phase of machine learning projects. You also created a fantastic online tool to estimate the subjective failure two years after ACL reconstruction. What does the estimated risk value after uh, submitting my pre-op score tell me? Thank you. The, uh, the idea behind the online calculator is to provide a surgeon with an estimate of their patient's specific risk of a CUS quality of life score below 44, two years after ACL reconstruction. The risk score is quantified as a percentage and can be compared with the median for the entire population. I should also note that the tool is available free of charge and is live online now. Yeah, this is a very good tool. I already tested it. So um, what is your take-home message for a young knee surgeon after reading your article? <laughs> as a young knee surgeon myself, I'm usually the one asking that question. I think there are a few things I would say, though. Um, first, I think it's important to collect both preoperative and postoperative proms from our patients. Not only is this important for tracking outcomes, but in most or all of the predictive studies I have seen regarding patient-reported outcome, the patient's preoperative score is often related to their postoperative score. Although beyond the scope of our study, there may be an opportunity there to influence one's post-operative scores if we can maximize their pre-operative state. Uh, second, I think it's important that we as surgeons pursue an understanding of machine learning and AI as it relates to clinical medicine. There are nuances, biases, limitations, and frankly, a risk of misinterpretation with these novel techniques that differ from the realm of traditional statistics. Finally, I also want to encourage open collaboration. Machine learning presents incredible promise, but can require a large volume of data and expertise, which lends itself to combined databases. I mentioned external validation earlier, and that's another important step that requires cooperation to achieve. Perfect. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you once again for your time um, to join our podcast, and hopefully we'll have you back for another podcast with your next publication in the Journal of Visacos. Thanks for having me. This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isakos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.